What do they tell you? You want to uh, you want to get two good things for one bad thing, right? That's what they tell you when it's parenting. You give them a good, you give them a bad, you give them a good. You let them feeling good walking away. We're going to try yes. to do that. Positive sandwich. Exactly. We're going to try to do that with college basketball being played in the 919. Brian Geisinger, uh, who I mean, knows more about hoops than anybody I know, to be honest, uh, he joins us. Uh, what everywhere twenty two four what twenty four seven right twenty four seven sports. I should know. Uh, I should know all of your accolades. Uh, Buzzbeat podcast does everything. The, again, he's my basketball guru. So let's start with the good. I want to start with North Carolina, um, because I know they lost to UConn. They lost to UConn in a, a a feisty game at Madison Square Garden between two outstanding teams. Not both teams can't win. Uh, so let's get to what you have really liked so far about the Tar Heels. Yeah, there's a lot to like. I mean, offensively, they've been pretty awesome this year. And I think the uh, addition of Harrison Ingram, who of all the transfers coming to the ACC this year, he was the one I was maybe um, most excited about. And just seeing how well he's played, like getting to the line more frequently this season, um, shooting it. Uh, at a higher rate and a higher efficiency from three um, and just like the, the versatility he gives to them as a, as a front court playmaker that you can use in the post, you can run pick and roll with. He's been awesome in transition and it allows them to have another guy that can create with the ball along with uh, Elliot Cadeau and, and RJ Davis. So have really, really liked uh, Harris mm-hmm. Ingram a lot. I like the way the pieces fit. Um, Cormac Ryan's going to start shooting better from three. There's yeah. like a lot of historical precedent that says this guy is like a very good shooter off movement, off range. You know what Baycott is. And um, at this point, I think you know what RJ Davis is too, which is like one of the best spot up shooters in the country and a guy that's just totally mastered like all facets of North Carolina's offense. Like whether it's a secondary break, whether it's their pick and roll schemes in the half court. And he's an excellent shooter and one of the best free throw shooters in the country, too. So I like the way the pieces fit offensively. I like the multiple playmakers they have. Um, And certainly having a hub like, you know, Baycott in the post Mm -hmm. simplifies everything when you need a bucket. Yeah, because you have to you have to respect you can't you can't cheat because if he's on the court. I mean, we know where he's going to be. He's not going to be straying out by the three-point line. So you can't help off of his man. You're just going to give up points and points and points. And um, he should ultimately be a great offensive rebounder. Uh, and that's where Carolina ultimately does uh, hurt a lot of teams is on the offensive glass. I, I, I said this yesterday. First, I think Harrison Ingram's their best player. Uh, I think their offense should uh, make him option one. I think Davis, uh, aside from all of the things that you said about him, and they're all true, I think he also understands the big moments, and he is he relishes that. There's no drop-off in his game, and maybe there's an elevation in his game in those moments. He tried to keep a minute against Connecticut. He was the reason they nearly, uh, they you know, they kept eating into that lead, I thought. Um, and I think that ultimately they're de- they have enough depth as long as they don't get hurt, I mean, Jalen Washington, I think he's a good player. Uh, Trimble is a good player. I think they've got options off the bench. I think they can go to as many as eight players, and that's enough, right? Yeah, and I'm I'm bullish, like really bullish on Washington long term. I think he's a really nice offensive player. I thought he showed stuff 
uh, last season as well. Trimble's a really good athlete in the guard room. Yeah, that's that's honestly like more than enough depth. And then it's nice that they already have multiple ball handlers. Yep. And you got a guy like Ingram that you can move around on the court. Like depth isn't always just, you know, having, you know, nine or ten guys you can play, but having maybe seven or eight that you really trust and are really good. And a couple of those guys can float between positions and do different things for you. And Ingram is so versatile. Um, he's been a really nice player in the Pac-12 for a couple of years now, but he's he's playing kind of a different game with UNC. Again, shooting more threes, getting to the line more, passing less, and just more of a play finisher while getting to play next to, to Davis and Cadeau. Like it's been, it's worked very well for all parties so far. All right, now let's get to the stuff that has not been as good. Although I think there are legitimate reasons why it has not been as good, and that's Duke. Uh, there are questions being asked about, you know, uh, are Duke's problems too much for them to overcome? Um, am I wrong for saying no Tyrese Proctor leads to bad defense at Georgia Tech when it counted? And honestly, I watched the Arkansas game. Uh, they could have drop kicked the ball from three-point range. And maybe that's bad defense, but, I mean, they shot it like an NBA team. Yeah, I mean... I've been worried about Duke's Duke's defense basically all like since last spring um when they didn't you know when they weren't able to go out and land like a plus defensive five right. uh you know uh in the portal they tried Caden Shedrick they tried Deron Holmes there were some other names that got thrown around but uh I mean I do think for starters like you realize just how how good Derek Lively is how how important yeah. he was to last year's team like just, he was so he was so good just and watch the Mavericks good. <laughs> he, yeah, he's he's like their fourth most important player uh, with the Mavs now. Like he's he, he's a terrific player, and I think Proctor is like a very solid defender. But I think even he has has been like has slipped maybe a little bit on that side of the court this season. It's made me wonder, just like you know, was he a bit of like a lively merchant at times last season too? But over, okay. overall, I think he's like a, a rock solid like guard defender. But um, look, they don't have. They don't have the rim protection from a season ago of lively just flying around, covering ground, and uh, making up for mistakes. They've mostly been having Kyle Filipowski play the center spot. They mostly have him up at the level of the screen. And when they do that, that requires everyone else on the backside to rotate around and and, and make plays and, and be on assignment and, and close out properly and, and contain drives. And that's something I think I've, I've really liked Jared McCain offensively so far this season. Mm-hmm. He's been like, he's really struggling defensively. Like if you go back and rewatch any of Duke's games, like he gives up a couple of really tough drives. The closeouts have not been good. Um, he missed multiple rotations on pick and roll screens in the Georgia tech game that produced points at, at like key moments in the second half. Like at long-term, I really like McCain a lot, but he's had issues defensively. You know, they need Mark Mitchell for his team defense, but the way teams are guarding him is making him almost unplayable at times for Duke. Like teams, it is it is wild how much in the, what, second or third game of the season when they played Arizona, like Tommy Lloyd threw such a wrench into Duke's plans this year with his willingness to play off of Ryan Young. Right. Now you've seen other opponents like Bucknell and like Eric Musselman in Arkansas, like way off of Mark Mitchell, who shot like, you know, in the mid thirties mm-hmm. last season from deep. I think he's one of 13 now this season, like it's in his head. And Duke was trying to come into the season 
playing five out. Like that was supposed to be the strength of this team. You know, no longer, you don't have Derek Lively. You move Kyle Filipowski to the five as his main position. And that's supposed to really open up the offense. You let Filipowski initiate from the high posts, from the elbow. You run all these dribble handoff actions with all these good guards. But if the defense is ignoring the guy in the corner, <laughs> mm-hmm. then then like part of the like one of the advantages of five out isn't just supposed to be like, oh, you chuck a bunch of threes. It's supposed to be that you open the lane up for drives and to get downhill. And that's a lot harder to do if you've got an extra defender ignoring Sean Stewart, Ryan Young, or Mark Mitchell. So that's why you've seen since the Arkansas game, Duke trying to use TJ Power a little bit more to give them some stretch in the forward room. But like for this Duke team to be elite, to be good, they've got to be like an awesome, I mean, they've got to be better defensively too, but they've just got to be an awesome offensive team. That's supposed to be the strength of this team is that five out team that was going to make them so difficult to guard and teams can load up on Kyle Filipowski. They can be in gaps against Tyrese Proctor pick and rolls or Jared McCain trying to get downhill or Jeremy Roach or Caleb Foster. Um, So they're going to have to problem solve a little bit more because, you know, either Mark Mitchell is going to have to make some threes. They're going to have to turn him you know, online more as like a, a guy that will drive and attack the space or use him as a handoff guy and try to take advantage of the, the inattention because my guess is more teams, as especially as they get into ACC play, are going to see that this blueprint is working against them and they're, and teams are going to try to to replicate that. We're already seeing that, you know, and it's not mm-hmm. even the second week of December. Brian Geisinger is joining us, 247 Sports. Here's the thing about it um, that if I were John Shire, one for 13 is nothing to me. Like, seriously. I mean, I'm sure he's not a 7.7% three-point shooter. <laughs> so not. the only way to get out of it is to be willing to miss. So I would, I would, I would be imploring him, keep shooting, Mark, if, if it's a good shot and if it comes out of the flow of the offense or off an offensive rebound – Feel free. Have at it. Uh, because in order for that to work, he has to be a willing shooter. You know how I feel about Ben Simmons. My problem with Ben is not that he misses shots, is that he is not willing to take them. And once you are proven to not be willing to take them, I don't have to guard you. So Mark Mitchell needs to make people... I mean, if he never makes another one, then I'm wrong. But I think that Mitchell <laughs> should continue to shoot because their offense won't work if he's on the court if he is not a willing Shooter. Um, all right, let me let me move on to something good before we have to say goodbye. Uh, MJ Rice played for the Wolfpack last night, and I don't know what their ceiling is as a team. Their defense wasn't very good. Ole Miss made a billion threes, it seemed, uh, in that ACC-SEC challenge game down in Oxford. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot of good from what I have seen from the Wolfpack so far this year. What's your, what's your read on them? Yeah, I will. I thought they made some really nice adjustments after that Ole Miss game when they went up to Boston College. That's a weird place to play, you know, empty yeah. forum. Not you know, not a lot of fans in the crowd. And Quinton Post is a a seven foot center. That's a forty whatever percent three point shooter can pass and score from a bunch of levels. And I thought State's defense was so much better prepared for that. You know, they go in there. They have uh, Mo Jara and Ben Middlebrooks be the guys that are guarding Post. They have DJ Burns guarding the the power forwards as the primary defender for Boston College. They switch 
you know, most of the actions with Quentin Post involved so they can stay out of rotation against the pick and pop. And then they have DJ Burns scramble switch behind the play. So kicking the guard out and having him go on the post. And it worked really well. <laughs> like it was, they did a really nice job executing it. Jara was, was like awesome. He was just kind of everywhere for big stretches of that game. Um, having Rice back is really, really nice. Like he, not only is he just like a talent boost, like a, you know, six, five power wing, former top 20, whatever prospect, but he adds more lineup versatility to them. And so when you've got guys like Rice and Dennis Parker Jr., who's looked awesome, mm-hmm. in my opinion, as a freshman forward, like they just, they can open up a bunch of different lineups with those guys either floating between the three and the four. Um, I think the guards overall have played pretty well this season. Like Jaden Taylor had an awesome stretch against Boston College where yep. he just took the game over defensively. Uh, DJ Horn is a is a big time shooter. Marcel's grown as a player, you know, in a different role this year. I I, I think they're kind of still kind of missing like the one like go to primary ball handler. But other than that, I really like the roster. Like I think there's a lot of really uh, interesting pieces that that can fit together in, in some cool combinations. So I'm excited about State going forward. Encouraged. I just I sort of worry about them when games turn into like half court slugfest. Yeah. You know where where's the shot making going to come from? Yeah, they they need they need an open. They kind of need an open court game, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or in the half court, you know, obviously they can play through DJ Burns and like he's awesome. He's one of the best post up. Yeah you know, scores and passing hubs in the entire country. It's just, that's a little bit easier to defend, I think, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, like a, having like a Jarkel Joiner, you know, pull-up shooter that can hit you from a bunch of different spots. Brian Geisinger, I appreciate your time at Geis underscore bird on Twitter. If you want to uh, follow the sport and become a smarter basketball fan, you'd follow Brian on Twitter. Uh, all right, my friend, we got to get you in studio one day soon. Let's do it. All right, man. I'll peace. Uh, right, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, take it easy, guys. Hey, well, uh, we we have had in the past, Brian and Brendan. They're the old for people who remember the league pass lair. Oh yeah. Uh, they, I mean, when they they come, we talk. They, I just let them go. I leave. That'd be fun. I leave. I just let them go talk basketball for nice. like twenty minutes, and I'm I'm gone. <laughs> and I get I go get stuff done. Right. Go shopping. have a snack. Yeah. I get shopping <laughs> yeah. done or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, so very cool. 